0: Caution, the contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. I'm Asa.
1: And I'm Allison.
0: So today is going to be quite a bit different than anything we've done in the past, and I hope you'll stick with us, so we'll see if it even works.
1: And I certainly hope it does, or else we'll be scrambling to get something else prepared in time. So if you're hearing these words, something happened.
0: (laughs) Something happened, yes.
1: Uh, So we've been going at this for about five years now, bringing you the hot analysis of great works and we feel that we've got a pretty firm grasp on this whole music thing. And so we wanted to put our skills to the test. Can we, Asa and Allison, write a song?
0: Can we? That is the big question. (laughs) So this was (laughs) partly inspired by our Mahler Hammer Time episode. If you haven't listened to that, it was great fun. Um, So we're envisioning some random selection and collaboration together. So, Allison, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. How about you?
0: I'm here. (laughs) We'll see what happens.
1: Asa is along for the ride. All right. Well, buckle in. (laughs) So, first off, listener, we are by no means claiming that this is how all composers anywhere write pieces of music, but it seems like a pretty good way to go about doing things to make sure that we have something comprehensible at the end. Right. So it might be a bit f- more formulaic than, let's say, like what Beethoven would do, but you know, we're not Beethoven. And
0: yeah. Even to, to go a little bit further on that, I'm not even promising that we're going to do things right. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might have some real nonsense at the end of this,
0: uh-huh.
1: but I think it's a fun experiment and we'll see if we can get anything listenable out of this. First off, I tried to think of what do we actually need to make a song? So the kind of main things that we're gonna be going off of here, on um, the order of things that we'll be thinking of. First is what instruments, then what genre or form. Uh, then we're gonna come up with our key and a baseline to go along with it. After that, it's kind of more of the filling out of the music. We'll get the melody, maybe the counter melody for feeling super fancy. And then after that, we'll come up with a title. And then there we go. Final piece of music. So, Asa, can you think of anything else? Any other parts of a song that we might need to put in?
0: Yeah. And and I was actually going to say um, you have instrumentation listed as the first thing there. I kind of feel like that might be one of the final things as well if not the final thing.
1: Oh, you know what? Yeah.
0: If we if we think about like, you know, we've got something that we like now, how would this sound best?
1: That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Let's move that down then.
0: Allison, you had some dice and playing cards involved, didn't you?
1: I have uh not one, but two sets of dice. How are we going to use these? For randomization if needed. Okay. I'm not entirely sure yet that's how we're, th- we're, we're gonna come up with it as we go okay I don- i'm not sure if we'll need them actually at all we'll see we're, we really all of this is kind of a flying by the seat of our pants it is okay so the first thing that we want to come up with is our genre or form of course as we've gone through all of our pieces of music and everything there is always this is a fugue or this is a sonata uh, listener, I'm sure you're you know all about the sonata form. Hopefully, if you listen to everything <laughs> we talked about with Haydn and every Beethoven, every
0: other song, every other piece is sonata form. It seems like, and more generally, since we're trying to write, I would say a a piece of music that is more, at least, inspired by classical music. Basically, every piece strives, or at least analysis. Analysts strive to categorize them in some sort of form. So it's easier to analyze and easier to perhaps compose or more straightforward.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I would argue, even if they're not conscious of it, but like pop songs and everything, even you know jazz songs, things like that, all do have a form as well. Oh, yes. You can literally take like any pop song and identify the form really readily. Yeah. So all pieces of music have some discernible form even if it's through composed it's just you know a b c d however many yeah. sections i mean of a, and a, we a. just call
0: that through composed form like it's
1: <laughs> it's
0: <Yeah>. very extensible
1: <laughs> exactly so based on that you know i listed fugue sonata yada 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 please let's not pick those things that would be so hard <laughs>
0: I was going to say, I, I'm more inclined for this to perhaps try to pick a more rigid form that's a little bit more formulaic um, so that we have in our admittedly limited compositional experience uh, some rules to fall back on when perhaps we might not feel it, uh, get those creative juices flowing.
1: Okay. I, I do see where you're coming from. I was kind of thinking... What if we did, like, a rondo form? Okay. Where we have, like, a nice kind of catchy thing, and then we invent little episodes in between. But then, you know, our creative juices might not be flowing enough to get enough little bits of the rondo going.
0: Or perhaps a theme and variations. Ooh. Because then, I mean, then when it comes to creativity, it's very mm-hmm. easy to build on something that's already been done. And the, yes. all that means is that we basically only have to make one original thing, which I would be very looking forward to.
1: Okay, okay. And then we would just have to be intelligent about our variation. A okay. tall
0: order, but yes.
1: I think that's doable <laughs> for us. I, I think that is.
0: Okay. So let's attempt a theme at variations.
1: Okay, I'm going to write that down so that we don't forget. Right now, we need a bass line, and then Although, we're going to create a fun voice-leading exercise for ourselves. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry to jump in, but the uh, theme in the theme and variations—the theme—is a very strong melody, right?
1: Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but see, kind of, I guess we could do it either way, right? Our melody first, and then our bass line. I guess, just in my personal experience, which is admittedly incredibly limited. Mm-hmm. i find it easier to get the line first and then just kind of hum at myself about <laughs> what the melody should be above it
0: i'm with you there
1: okay so you're okay with doing the line yes. first okay this is where i think maybe a little bit of the randomization might come in okay where it's like what key should we pick oh i don't know let's roll a dice and figure out how many sharps and flats. And if we don't want to do six sharps and flats, then we'll say, nah, roll again. (laughs) How do you feel about that?
0: I feel great about that.
1: All right. We're going to see what key the dice wants us to play in. Uh, Okay. It brought us up with a six. So that would be...
0: Yep. It's actually F sharp.
1: (laughs) Or flats. You know, we could do six flats. I think that's still G flat, though. It is. (laughs) Alright, Asa, cross your fingers for something good.
0: Cross my fingers for something legible.
1: Oh, oh, it dropped on the ground. Oh no. Oh no, where'd it go? It's a two! It's a two!
0: Alright, D major. <laughs> or B flat.
1: Or B flat. Ooh, I like B flat.
0: I, as a clarinetist, I do also like B flat.
1: Yeah, but we're doing this in concert pitch. Oh, obviously. Let's see what each of these sounds like. Forgive my keyboard. It is a silicon roll-up keyboard it doesn't play very well all right here's b flat versus d what if we played them together
0: what do you what what? (laughs) (laughs) that's one way it's one way of doing it
1: i vote for b flat i i'm in
0: this i'm in agreement i think okay awesome
1: we will do B-flat major. I mean, I assume we're not doing D minor. Ooh. Oh. Heavens. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect for our theme in variations.
0: It is. You beat me to it, but that was exactly what I was going to say, <laughs> is that major and minor variations are a staple of a theme and variation.
1: Exactly. So, oh, beautiful. Let's, let's just say B-flat major for now. All right. So then we need a bass line. I assume we're gonna start with tonic.
0: That would be, yes.
1: So I'm just gonna put a B flat down and start playing around with some stuff. Are we going for like a four bar phrase? Um, Yeah, I mean, that's pretty standard.
0: I think we can start there.
1: Okay, and maybe we should go for like two-ish chords per measure with maybe a few of the measures having a little extra for some fun. Sure. Passing tones. Dear
0: listener, if you're listening to this and and thinking, "Oh wow, he doesn't know, sound like he knows what he's doing." Um, <laughs> the last time I did voice leading in a music theory class, the uh, tens digit of the year started with 1. So it's been a little while.
1: I don't need you to do the theory. I I promise <laughs> I will do the theory. You just give me some notes, okay? And I'll fill in the rest. Okay. Simple as that. Remember, it's a nice sea of inspiration just floating across you. <laughs> All right. So we have our base note here. Great. Now, a standard progression might go up to the dominant. Mm-hmm. But do we want to be standard? See, so I think that's
0: where we can get a little wild with it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Excellent B-flat scale.
1: Thank you. That was one, four, three, five. So if we do two chords per measure, that gets us into our second measure. And then our third and fourth are kind of bringing it back down to tonic somehow.
0: Sure. Um. So I, I've I'm been messing around on virtualpiano.net.
1: Shout um, out sites, shout out sites and sources, out, sites and sources
0: <laughs> on virtualpiano.net because I don't have a physical keyboard to put in front of me. Um,
1: Asa, by no means is the keyboard I'm using real. <laughs> don't pretend <laughs> it's like it only is only <laughs> a
0: figment of your imagination. Um, and I am really, I am really liking. The sound of one, three, three an octave down, ooh, and then three sharp. Okay, (laughs) um, so that would be D sharp,
1: Uh, just as the first four,
0: yeah. Right, so that we have a little bit of of fun there. Ooh. Um,
1: Ooh. Ooh. I like then going up to six. Ooh, and then we can do seven eight.
0: Um how Or is that about, too trite? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean it might
0: let me let me
1: you know what would be super cool? Let's get a diminished fifth in there. Let's get a tritone.
0: All right. Um, let me th- Ooh. I like it.
1: So this is the tritone. But then it's just chromatic scale. I don't know if I love that. Hmm. Ooh, okay. So the fifth is F. So if Uh, we do a slight modulation into dominant key for a second, then the tritone there would be B natural. Ooh, B natural. I was actually going
0: to kind of suggest something similar to that. Okay. Because I'm thinking... Because um, we could we could go 1, 3, low 3, sharp 3, sharp 3, 6, 6, 5, and we could have sort of an... I think it's, that would make it an 8-bar phrase. But I think that's okay.
1: Well, I mean, we could condense these down to have multiple chords per right. measure as well. What'd you say after that?
0: Um, and then that sharp three again, and then six, six, five. I like that.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Let me play it again. I I like it. I'm just not sure if it's edgy enough. But I mean, I guess the. What harmony we put above it, it makes it edgy. Right. Ooh, you know, that's a good point. If we're throwing in sharps now, that forces us to use those types of chords when we're voice leading. Whereas if we stick with our standard, like just B flat, regular major scale for these bass notes here, mm-hmm. we can modulate those maybe add a flat or sharp where we need to as we're adding in the chords above it okay like i don't necessarily know if we need to get the craziest right now
0: okay no i'm i'm in i'm in for that
1: i don't i don't want to get rid of what we've already done this first (laughs) that i think that's all good all right but then like i guess the rest of it can just finish out simply
0: uh, sorry, Allison. What I've been saying is the sharp third. That's the fourth. Duh.
1: One, two, three. No, it's not. Oh, it is. <laughs> that is the fourth. It's E flat. It is. It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. So I've I've okay. been I've been doing dumb, um, and it's, it's okay. It's, yeah. I was
1: too. I didn't notice it.
0: <laughs> I was gonna. I was thinking that sounded a lot nicer than nicer. a. <laughs> <laughs> then a sharp third should
1: but what if we did a sharp fourth uh no which is a diminished fifth
0: that okay Ooh. that's fair
1: i feel like if we do it that soon in the progression it doesn't have the same impact or maybe it does maybe we should do an eight bar phrase
0: It's a lot. Well, Um, you know,
1: if we end this first four bars that we're working on, on like the fifth or something, then it means that our next four bars get to start on the fifth, and then we get ourselves back to tonic. Okay. That sounds good. And I think eight bars is better for a theme and variations theme than four bars. Okay. Yeah. So let's do it that way. Okay. I'm going to add four more bars to my staff paper. So what do we have so far here? We have... So that's two bars. And then if we want to get ourselves to the fifth, can I just like throw something out here? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that?
0: I, I like it.
1: All right. So it's one, three, three, four... 7, 5, no, 6, oh my gosh, 7, 6, that's not the 5th at all. No. <laughs> I mean, could we do it though? Do you like it? Do you like it enough? Because if we end it on tonic, I don't think that has as cool of, I think, w- I think we can do it. I think we can end on the six. I think it's cool. Because then it can resolve to the fifth for the beginning of the next one.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so this is like the end, and then next bar is five. Doing whatever five's gonna do. I like that, and I'm gonna write it down. All right. <laughs> before I forget it. Okay. Making sure I have this. A. Six.
0: Um how about this for the second for the second um four bars so we are ending on the sixth
1: but I'm I'm concerned about how it's the sixth for and it's just like that chord for a whole measure
0: um I mean we can we can mess with that yeah we can mess with that yeah. but I think I think that being if we're thinking of all of these as half notes, right? Right. Um 1 3 is the first measure, right? So 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, right? Yeah. So we've got that that last that six held. Um I think that's fine cuz that's okay. some, it's some tension. And then if we're thinking of going back down to the fifth, um, we can kind of, we can kind of establish, because you were thinking sort of a modulation into that relative fifth, right?
1: I mean, not necessarily a modulation so much as, so if this, if we're on the sixth, it's G minor. And if we just jump down to, that actually sounds really pretty. I really like that. And that's just assuming that we're claiming this is the base of that note. Because, I mean, that could be anything. We could have C major chord there for all we know, and it would be the second, (laughs) just an inversion. Oh, wait, no, it would be C minor.
0: If we're trying to get back to here, here, here's a thought. Because we could do, um, for the second four bars, it would be five, what would that be? Yeah, so five, seven, two, two, three, four. Oh, nope, nope, nope. So five, seven, two, two, three, five, one.
1: Okay, I'm liking how that sounds in my head, but let me play it. Oops. Like that? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah. it's a, so we have that 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 six that resolves down that the held six chord that resolves down to a, or the six that resolves down to the fifth, right? And then that starts the second phrase. And establishes that five chord, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And these the seven and two that we are playing around with play very. They're the three and five of five. Right. So that works beautifully.
0: Yep. So it makes musical sense as well as sense in my brain.
1: This Um, sounds... That's a really pretty line. I really like it. I don't want to change it. Okay. You did an excellent (laughs) job, (laughs) Ace. But let me write it down here. Okay. I'm going to play what we have in its completion here.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That's nice. Yeah, that's That's not bad. really nice. We've really done something here. That's not bad. Yeah, we have. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that is one task done. Now we have to voice lead it.
0: Amazing, great, and cool.
1: All right, so I think that's probably good enough for now. I think the listeners have had enough of this brainstorming (laughs) for now. Hopefully this isn't unlistenable. Hopefully, it's Mm -hmm. enjoyable and maybe educational, inspirational. Hopefully,
0: Allison's (laughs) editing skills come through in this. Um,
1: Yeah, just so you know, listeners, so far we have almost 40 minutes of material. Oh, yeah. This is not going to be a 40 minute podcast. This is not a 40 minute
0: podcast. If you're listening to this and it's a 40 minute podcast, then we've done something (laughs) immeasurably wrong. (laughs) so thank you for listening to this if you still are um we look forward to seeing you back again next time um in two weeks from now assuming that everything goes as planned um Mm -hmm. with the next part of this episode where i think we want to tackle the voice leading as well as the melody for our theme before we get into some variations on that theme
1: and we might do a little bit of noodling with some chords off, yeah, off recording, just so that it's maybe a little bit more listenable, because I don't think the listeners want to hear us argue about theory.
0: Right. Now, if you've been listening to this and you say, I want to argue with them about theory, or they've been doing something wrong, or if you have some amazing suggestions, please do feel free to get in touch with us and share that suggestion sometime uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, you can do that at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. or you can actually follow us on Instagram as well. I think it's Coffeehouse Podcast, right?
1: Uh, yeah. And I used to not be very active on it because I forgot the password, <laughs> but <laughs> recently <laughs> I have reset it. So now it has that been is going to be a much yes. more it's going to be a more more active place.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I have the uh, the tag right. Uh, the, our Instagram tag is Podcast Coffee House. Correct. Podcast Coffee House. Do follow us on Instagram. Share your lovely suggestions there, um, and if we like what we see or hear, in the ca- in that case, if anybody sends stuff in, then we, I'll be happy because it means that mind that brain doesn't have to work. So, go for <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Let's
0: write this collaboratively.
1: So, welcome back to year 2022 with The Coffee House, and we'll see you next time.
0: For The Coffee House, until then, I've been Asa.
1: And I've been Allison. Thank you so much for listening. Mahler's Symphony No. 1 was performed by the DuPage Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Barbara Schubert. You can find The Coffee House on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com.